0: Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii Podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I am your host, John Yamasato, today, and today you are getting just me, only John Yamasato. And But we will be having Star from the Stepas, uh coming on the podcast in a little bit. Um, both Devin and Kyle had uh, commitments that they had to get to, and uh, Kyle was not able to make it back in time, so we just decided to move forward. And uh, we're going to do a one on one with Star from the Steppas uh, this week. Before we begin, I want to remind all of our listeners the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There is Facebook and Instagram, Twitter at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, or Apple Podcasts to download the show and listen to the show. And of course, you can email us at High Sessions at Yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, you can go to patreon.com, that's P A T R E O N.com, and donate. There you'll get to be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. Um, I have to say, I've been enjoying the Patreon community quite a bit. We have a lot of great people there. And just the support that we've been getting and and just the uh, positivity has been great. So thank you for everybody who's been um, coming on the Patreon and doing those kind of things. We have a few more podcasts before the end of the year. We usually take December off, but we are going to do a couple December 1st and December 8th podcasts. So be on the lookout for that as we get into the end of the year. Uh, you can find Devin on Kumu 94.7 in the mornings. Uh, you can go to highlife808.com. That is Ke- uh, Kyle's company, High Life Clothing. And, of course, you go to Etsy, go to Wandering Sea, which is my wife's uh, little craft store that she has there. They do masks and things like that. So... I wanted to kind of talk to everybody, and because it's a solo thing, I can talk about whatever I want, and uh, I don't. No one's going to be jumping on my conversation. But we had actually an interesting uh, happening over this uh, past week. So we had our first real like negative uh, "you suck" comment for the podcast, and so I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about. I'd be curious to hear Kyle and and Devin's reaction when they hear about it, but. We had a, a listener named Tim. Tim, thanks for for listening. And I, I know that you didn't care for the the podcast, but uh, it brought up an interesting subject. So I appreciate you tuning in. And Tim's um, Tim's uh, issue with the podcast was that it wasn't political enough. You know, he wanted to talk about uh, e gay and the the race and wh- why why Hawaii is so bad politically and why it's always voted Democrat and things of that nature. And that could be a topic for future podcasts, I guess. I'm not completely against having politics as a as a topic. But just to let you all know, for those of you who are listening or have listened and continue to listen, you know, this podcast was really a way for us to connect with the audience. You know, we did, we are basically a music channel, but there was no outlet for, people who liked the music videos to connect to the people who create them. So uh, we started the podcast to just talk about things local and beyond, obviously. And um, with that, we wanted to talk mostly about music and, and purposely have kind of strayed away from politics. There's a lot of political uh, podcasts out there. And um, didn't I know that that would bring more ears to the podcast, more eyeballs maybe if we were a little bit more Uh, political or or took stands on stuff but really the idea was to try to keep the focus more on the artist or the guest that was coming in so if we had a political guest we would go there but it was more to try to keep the the theme on the guest just because uh that's what we're here you know when we started high sessions i don't know a decade ago the mission statement of the company was really to promote and uh, support the artists of hawaii so we've always been in this mode of Uh, What can we do for the artists? How can we get their names out there so that maybe they can uh, reach more people? And and that's really what the podcast is. So it's really an extension of that. So I apologize if it's not as uh, maybe interesting as some of the topics that we cover. We did contemplate and I did talk a lot with Devin and Kyle about bringing in a political expert for the elections uh, the week before. But uh, they didn't want to get, you know, it's kind of a lose-lose situation because uh, if you get one guy and he's from this side of the aisle then the other side is going to be upset and if you get this guy from that side of the aisle and then, then the other side is going to get upset and if you have one of each then they argue and you don't really get much uh much accomplished so we decided to just forego that we had a great uh couple of guests over the last few weeks and you know that's where we left it so tim i appreciate you listening uh whether you like the podcast or not and um and even bringing up the topic because it was something that was kind of on our mind. You know, we didn't, we don't get a lot of feedback for the podcast. I mean, we talked to people from the Patreon who's been chiming in and um, and kind of letting us know like, hey, we like this topic. We like this guest and things like that. But to get uh, straight up feedback that, uh, no, we, I don't like it because of X, Y, or Z, hey, that's welcome too. And we want to address it. And uh, we're not scared of sharing our opinions, uh, definitely. But um, yeah, that that is what it is for, for the podcast. And so uh, we're going to continue on today. We're having Star from the Steppas come on. And, you know, this world has been so interesting and crazy over the last year that I, it's, I'm very curious to find out what musicians are doing. You know, as a musician myself, um, I have the benefit of, this not being my full-time job. So when uh, coronavirus came and everything shut down, it was definitely a downer. I mean, I had a lot of touring that I was going to be doing this year and uh, projects and things that we planned on working on. But from a, from a work point of view, I still had things on my plate. And it's just that I just shifted from doing live performances to the podcast and working on keeping trying to keep high sessions going and uh, recording in the studio. So you know, it was just a shift over. It didn't really affect my life. But when you think of guys like uh, like Star, when he comes on, I mean, that's their their full-time gig. So definitely curious to know how they're handling it, especially as we get into the end of the year and, and next year. I know that uh, we just had the announcement a couple of days ago that there's a vaccine. Pfizer has created something that may be somewhat effective for coronavirus. And if that happens and things start opening up, I you know, honestly, I still believe that it's probably going to be music and performances that's going to be the last things to come back. But if things start opening up, then at least it'll give us a sign of things to come. And so, uh, that's good news. But in the meantime, yeah, these artists can be supported just in, in a way of getting their music out there so people can watch, you know, and they have so many ways to get their music out now. See, again, back in my day, it was you had a CD or, or not. And, um, even back in the day, I had a, we had tape, cassette tapes. <laughs> and so you made your, your money selling those. You know, Now it's, uh, it's all the streaming on YouTube, videos, it's Spotify, it's touring, it's a uh, product. You can do uh, merch sales, so T-shirts and clothing brands. And everybody's got their fingers everywhere. And, and so um, I, I don't know, I find this uh, quite interesting. And Star and the Steppas are one of these bands that have taken the Hawaii Sound the Hawaiian reggae and kind of moved it and taken it to California and to the West coast to start um, doing things out there. So because of that, I mean, it's, um, it's a whole new landscape. And me as an old guy, uh, I'd like to know what's going on just to keep my finger on the pulse of everything. Now if you out there have questions or have thoughts or concerns or, or want to know anything about the music business or, or Hawaii, I mean, feel free. Send us an email, highsessions at yahoo.com or you can leave a comment on YouTube. And I don't know what happened to Tim. Like his comments disappeared. I, I didn't take them down, but they're, they're gone now. But uh, even if it's a, a negative comment, we'll, we'll talk about it. And uh, we, just, we just wish everyone the best over here. So, okay. I think I, that's enough of my ranting. I'm going to take a short break now. And then when we come back, we will have Star from the Steppas on the podcast. Be looking forward to that see you in a couple seconds thanks hey everybody we're back with star lena's from the Steppas. star thanks for being on the podcast man appreciate it yeah thank you for having me it's a it's a
1: pleasure and uh let's see you guys have been busy since 2010 right yeah we uh we started at about 2010 so i think we started touring in about 2013 all the way till COVID hit basically. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Well, well, I wanted to kind of talk to you about that a little bit. But um yeah, give us a little background. You're from he- you're Hilo. Wait, you're not from Hilo, but you're like a Hilo boy, right? Bo- no born and raised. Born, oh, born and raised, raised? Hilo. Oh, I, okay, for yeah. some reason I thought you were born like uh on another island or and you can't you you came to Hilo, but you're born and raised Hilo. Oh, all right. Okay. Born and
1: raised born and raised in Hilo, all around Hilo town, Pane Eva, all over. But yeah, uh, Born and Raised Hilo, we started, I started, I personally started playing music back in about two, year 2000, I think, oh, nice. that's when it got me, uh, fun fact was, my first gig year 2000 was opening up for Pure Heart at the Nani Loa Crown Room. No way, <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I think it was my, I think it was my 8th grade year, um, I started with a band called naleoho Okani and I believe it was Kwai Chang. I think was putting it on. And, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. I remember. Kawhi. Yeah. And my first
0: gig was some. I think it
1: was like summer 2000. It was opening up for Pure Heart. Wow.
0: <laughs> Man, that is so crazy how this world works. You know. Right. Ironic. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you're gonna look you're a younger guy, but you're gonna realize like what happens is years are gonna go by, and then people are gonna come up to you and be like, "Oh, you know, I was, I was doing this when I saw you guys, or I was playing this music and." And it's like, wow, man, you don't realize how much people you touch until like way down the line, you know, like it doesn't. Yeah,
1: totally. Or even the people that we meet, because I remember like opening up for you guys and opening up for like Sudden Rush and Pomae and Lueca. And then later on, years down the road, I produced one of Lueca's first singles and I produced a bunch of stuff for Sudden Rush. So it's like crazy how this music yeah.
0: thing works. Yeah, man. So what what is it with Big Island? Like uh, there's Hoaikane, Mark Yamanaka, there's a uh, sudden rush and Pumai, like you've all mentioned. There's a lot of good good artists that come out of Big Island. Is it, yeah, because is of the, uh, the laid-back lifestyle, or, or what what it, what is it out there? What's in the water? I, you know, I, there's not much things to do here but play music
1: and spend time with family and friends and. This the whole music community is all together. So we all play with each other. I played a kick high boys for a few years. Oh, all a sudden rush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just a big a big hui over here of collective musicians
0: that we all just share and just love playing with. And now you play you guys are uh, I was listening to uh your music last night. I was I really liked the um the stay song. I thought oh, it was nice. pretty 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 chill and pretty pretty nice, you know. But you guys are, are so good in that, you know, back when I was uh, playing and, and whatnot, we would try to do reggae stuff. but um, And, and um, you know, we had great jawaiian type stuff like uh, Kapena and, and, and the aforementioned Hoaikane um, or pre-mentioned oikane. But now the bands that are coming out of Hawaii, man, you can't even tell that they're from Hawaii like the the reggae is so tight it's like a Jamaican reggae or like you know um yeah progressed a lot yeah and so uh was that always your kind of intention to be like super roots and straight up reggae or yeah you
1: know when we started that was our whole thing was uh we're all so before we um before we started step was I was playing with an island band called Ho'okoa full time okay. and um I used to do a lot of backings But I was doing a lot of backings with the island, the Jawai more music, and I was always in love with the more Roots stuff. So I branched myself away from doing the backing and I was like, okay, we're going to do this Roots, we're just going to go full forward. One of the lead singers from Whole Co ended up leaving and joining me and our first album was just totally, totally Roots, as Roots as we can go. But it was hard because... Down here, like not too much people listen to the roots, so we weren't getting as much I radio play or love that we were trying to look for, you know. So we kind of took a step back, re uh, looked at everything, and then kind of went more of the kind of influ- Sorry, brought a little bit more island, Hawaiian island reggae influences into our music, and made it a little more listening
0: friendly, I guess you yeah, could yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, yeah, now that you mention it, like, back in the day, there was, like, the Mock. Yeah. And they were yes freaking ridiculously badass reggae band. Hard,
1: hardcore roots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hardcore
0: roots. And, but then, yeah, they wouldn't get radio play, but it's, like, but they're super popular. Like, you know, they'd and they have, would sell out where they went everywhere they play. <laughs> yeah, so it always kind of confused me. Like, I, I don't understand why they don't get radio play because even though they're roots, they, they, people like them, you know? So you would think yeah. that they would play. Yeah, the radio thing is such a bizarre world but
1: yeah, yeah it's crazy uh, we've been struggling with that for years but it came to realize that we just got to make music for the people who wants to listen and who wants to enjoy
0: yeah yeah so so 2010 roughly you guys start the steppos and yes. um, what what got you because you know we've had a high re on the show and i know Anuhea and like the green you guys have all kind of jumped on that uh, with tribal seeds and that that southern oh, california yes. kind of reggae scene and stuff like that how did you even like hook up because in my brain like I, i'm so old school <laughs> I, I don't even know how that works you know how you get picked up and get on these tours and do those kind of things so yeah kind of explain how that that manifested itself uh yeah so it was always one of our
1: goals and um after seeing i believe in 2010 or 11 the green went on their first tour and that's when we, we were like we can do this that, like, we always looked up to them, like, that. those are good homies. We're like, they can make it to the States. We can do this. And we just took it upon ourselves to just email every single band, California band manager and venue and promoters as much as we can. Like, I was, like, writing emails, um, acting like I was the, my our manager. And I'm telling my manager, if you get an email from this guy, I wrote it. <laughs> like, uh-huh. and we... We just we basically just went and just tried to promote our music to all of these managers and promoters. And everyone's first question before getting to the States was like, have you played here? We're like, no, they're like, but we can't book you. And we're like, what? They're like, you need a following here. You know, you need the following. So it was a hard thing to get up, but we had to fund ourselves, throw fundraisers, pay for our first trips, our first vans, hotels and just kind of take bite the bullet on that and once that first initial tour finished after that it was it wasn't smooth sailing money wise but it was smooth sailing where we we were we could go to the states we could get tours get offers
0: to do openings and stuff so it was a long it it took
1: a while it took a while for sure
0: yeah because if you're talking about 2010 you started the band and then 2013 is when you had your first tour? That's three years of just sucking it up and gigging and doing all those things for free. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. Yeah, I but remember,
1: we all I think we all go through it as musicians in the beginning.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no, you know, people, th- people think that there's some kind of magic shortcut to all of this. You know, <laughs> that you just appear out of nowhere. But frick, bro, I I remember like um, so. Our our story is a little different. Like Jake and I used to play at this coffee shop. And we played there from 2000, not even 2000, 1994 to 1997 for three hours every Friday for free. They would give us all the coffee we could drink, but I don't even like coffee, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I bring my own sound system, <laughs> set it up. And, and, you know, you do all that and you build, yeah, you build your following. Now, now it's a little bit different because it's an international following, right? So you got got um, YouTube and uh, instagram to think about so it's a little yes. different than just going down to the coffee shop every friday but but i can see already that's that's why you guys are where you are because of uh, the work ethic you know you just wanted to make it happen
1: yeah just gotta put in the work gotta put in the work and that's that's what we, uh, we live for nowadays is is trying to show like all of the the hawaii people now that's that's up and coming that we can always we're all between us we're a bunch of island boys the green you know uh on here just the island girl and if we can make it and get to the states and do what we want to do for a living uh dreams really do come true for all of these up and comers no matter what you want to do even if it's not music you know
0: yeah 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 and so do did you kind of think like oh we gotta we gotta get our online presence going there too and all that kind of stuff as well yeah like uh like the uh, media side of things yeah Yeah, of course. When We used to email a
1: lot of labels. So there was one label in particular, uh, Root Fire. I believe the Green was signed to them. Their manager, he was the manager of the Green at that time. He would give us a lot of um, insightful, um, what do you call that? information like do you need to do this online start posting organic posts doing this or when you're writing emails do this you know oh. so we had some helpful people we would like cc a bunch of people on it and they're like no cc use the bcc or oh. like <laughs> you know like they're like oh and then when you when you do approach a manager or a promoter this is how it should be we're just a bunch I of see. young boys like just writing things you know
0: yeah 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 well that's cool man i I hope that that you you pass on that knowledge to the up and coming bands and and yeah. all that kind of stuff cause, and and what is it like to to be kind of like I always thought about this like with uh, well Jake is a bad example, but you know there's <laughs> bands like um I'm trying to think of a a good example um I, I won't name a band, but they, there's bands that I know that they're very popular in Japan, but they're not as popular here. So when they play down here, it's, it's not as... But when they tour, it's like these big events, you know? And so it's kind of a... In similar, similarly, you guys are popular here, but the, the crowd, the, just the pure size of the audience is smaller, right? Versus when you can do the big tours and the big shows on the mainland. But is it? Is the crowds different? Like in the sense that the local crowds are always... They kind of know you're local and stuff like that versus the (laughs) mainline. Like, you have to kind of be a little bit different for the mainline crowds and whatnot.
1: Yeah. Well, honestly, the crowds, the crowd is a lot different. We feel especially like here, too. Like in Hilo, we could probably play an event, I'd say January, and sell it out with like 350 people. Yeah. And then four months later, we'll do the same one. And then only like 25 people will show up. So it's just Uh. like, hey, what's going on? But in the mainland, like the crowds over there. I feel like everyone, I'm not saying that Hawaii don't appreciate Hawaii people don't appreciate music and stuff, but over here, when, when we go out to shows, we like to enjoy the music and our times with friends and stuff like that. You right, know? right. 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 But the people and the crowd in the mainland appreciates music so much. Like, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like night and day. It's so crazy. You could show up to your venue at like three in the afternoon and doors open at seven and the line would be out the door wow. and they're waiting. And as soon as the doors open, they're like front row, like forget the seats, forget your drinks. They're like front row and they're like waiting. They're huh. waiting to see you. They're waiting for the music to start. Like they appreciate music up there. So it, it's, it's, it's really crazy. I, I really like the crowd up there, but playing at home, there's no, no better feeling than playing at home in front of your family, yeah. your friends and just the island people for sure. You know, it's
0: funny. Um, it made me think about, oh, so, hello. oh, can you hear me? Okay. Did you lose? Uh, oh, oh, there oh, no. it is. I thought I was on. I thought I was mute. <laughs> but it made me think about the other year. I was up in California. I don't remember where I was, but um, I always marvel at this. So, so it's a little bit different. But all over the U.S., there are these ukulele clubs, you know. And they get together and they play ukulele together. They, they, you know, they just kind of enjoy each other's time. But they're really into the ukulele, and we'll go around and we'll do workshops and we'll do performances and stuff. And I always used to think, like, man, how do these people get so into the ukulele? Like, they're in the (laughs) middle of, like, Bend, Oregon or, you know, wherever. And it's like, wow, these guys are really into ukulele. How did they get into it, you know? But then I remember one time I was standing... I was walking down the street in California somewhere. I wasn't in the city. It was kind of in a suburb or something like that. And it was, like, there was a strip mall. You know, it had some, you know, little restaurants and stuff and, like, a little Fred Meyer or whatever. And I looked and there was... I looked down and there was like, you know, some buildings and then there was another strip mall. And then as far as I could see, I just saw strip malls and buildings and, you know, and it's so like, I can see if you're living in in some place out in, you know, Colorado or something. And all you know is strip malls and whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, The idea of like Hawaiian Island reggae or the ukulele so, is kind of interesting and different, right? Because your whole life is this prepackaged Walmart life in whatever so yeah yeah so I can see where that that fandom comes from you know for something different and, and unique and kind of exotic because we're we're exotic right being in Hawaii yeah totally yeah, yeah. so so being that you're from Hilo what, what do you what would you say is the best part about living in Hilo um it's chill it's yeah. chill we do have bipolar weather, though but
1: it's it's always chill. That's what I like. I like slow. I, I'm not too not too fond of the fast paced stuff. Even like even traveling to Oahu for like gigs and stuff. Like I like to go and try get back home as much as possible. Like I, I'm not too much of the fast life. I think I have just been here for too long. Thirty four years too
0: long. That I just like. I like the chill. I like <laughs> yeah. I like the chill vibes. Yeah, Mark Yamanaka is also from from your neck of the woods he was on the podcast the other day and he said the same thing like he would never move to Oahu I'm like wow man Oahu is kind of chill when you think about the mainland and stuff like that
1: yeah yeah totally I stay in the bus every time at the me in the mainland I'm like oh I'll just stay here guys
0: you guys can go wander off so when you're normally when you don't have when there's no COVID what is your typical like touring schedule you guys kind of gone most of the year uh yeah so um, we st- we're, we heavy touring
1: till 2018. And in 2019, we finished up an album and then we, we suddenly lost um, one of our good friends who was our manager oh. in like, in like March. So after that, I kind of quit music for a bit. Um, but before that, yeah, we were touring, I'd say five, five months, six months out of the year, at least wow. trying to. Yeah, and we we get back when we can, uh, but yeah, we try to tour as much as we can. Really like getting the music out, and then when we come home, we have one big bash gig, and then everyone comes out to support and watch. Yeah,
0: yeah, And then yeah. we
1: spend time with the family.
0: That makes sense. And is it mostly uh, mainland U.S. or have you guys been going like uh, other other countries and stuff like that? No, too?
1: just for step was yeah, just the U.S. Uh, we did every, I think we did about thirty-six out of the fifty states. Wow yeah 58 so far so it's been it's been it's been a good ride so far we hope this thing gets over
0: yeah <laughs> so so basically what february came covid comes gigs stop and then it just that's it you just been that hanging out hanging out
1: i was doing we for a little while we could do our little um joint and hotel gigs uh-huh, until uh-huh. that until that stopped and then right now i'm just pretty much concentrating on just writing and getting an album done linked up with uh, some producers in Jamaica and some musicians. So now I'm just going full forward. I'm, I just been writing every other day. I I recently had a baby in December, so that took up a lot of time as well.
0: (laughs) Congratulations. So December, so this is, Oh, okay. So you're okay. This is my advice to all the, all the parents out there and I'll I'll give it to you. I've told this to many people. The first six months of having a, a kid, it's horrible, in the, sense, <laughs> in the sense that you have no sleep. Like you're just a zombie for the first six <laughs> yeah. months. It's hard to enjoy anything, you know, because you're so tired. I, you're just trying to like you know feed and bathe and and clean up poop and stuff yes. like that. I mean, the, the kids are are adorable. They're super cute. Don't get me wrong. But but your life is just like this total <laughs> it's insanity. Then like six months to a year is is great because. The kids start sleeping through the night, so you start actually getting some real sleep, and then, you know, you can you can actually enjoy the time and whatnot. Then, from year one to year three, is it goes back to being kind of horrible again, <laughs> because <laughs> now they're the mobile. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so now you cannot do anything. Your life is on hold for two years because you cannot do anything. You have to watch them nonstop. So they do not get into things, or you know, break something, or wander off. So <laughs> yes. your life is just completely absorbed by this child. And then from age three on, it just gets progressively better every day because they can start to understand English at that point. So you can tell them, yeah, yeah. "Hey, don't go over there; it's dangerous." And they're yeah. like, "Oh, okay." They won't <laughs> can use your voice finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll start to get it. So you're in the honeymoon phase. This is the like, like this is the head fake where it's like oh this is good and then once it starts once a girl or boy
1: so i have a boy but i actually have a i have an 11 year old too oh okay okay so So, so
0: you've been so i'm i am
1: i am at i'm at that little stage of the young one and then my older one i'm at the um the girls i'm i'm into the myself i like the way i dress yeah (laughs) <laughs> i, I want to have the gold chain <laughs> i'm right. at that i'm at that older stage now i'm like oh man he's like dad got a girlfriend wait what how old wow. are you again <laughs> yeah does
0: he does he use your celebrity as a um, currency
1: <laughs> yes yes he does so on one of our songs i um it was a song called "Dada say back in uh, 2013 i believe and um was he like three years old and i had him in the beginning because it was written about him and i had him say good morning dada uh-huh. and at the end it said bye dada so like in high like in school he he has a he goes to hawaiian emergency school so that's okay. kindergarten to 12th grade yes and he would like go up to the high schoolers and be like oh i'm on this song with the step was that's my dad <laughs> he was uh-huh. like listen <laughs> like and he was like go listen to that and say that's me on top i'm like, I was like nice. bro you can't be using that a lot
0: nice. he's like well, i just least, tell everybody
1: well <laughs> he's at least probably. you're like a
0: cool a cool dad you know like <laughs> you play reggae like my daughter i don't think she i don't think she'd ever bring me up you know like as, <laughs> as uh she, i don't think she thinks i'm cool at all and i try to tell her you know your dad is cool she she can't believe like um when I do the podcast, she's like, oh, you had this person on the podcast? I'm like, yeah, I had this person on the podcast. <laughs> like, I, they know that. She doesn't, she doesn't believe yeah. any of it.
1: And my son will be there pretty soon, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, man. Well, congratulations. Yeah, okay, so you're in this, like, crazy uh, yeah. kid And so what is your, like, um, your writing process? Cause you 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 guys write all your it's all originals right pretty much. Yeah, we write. I I am
1: I collect. I wrote my most of the stuff and then I do have some um some songs that I wrote with co-writers and stuff. But yeah, my writing process is is different. It's it's it can go anywhere. Sometimes I'll I'll like produce a a little uh, rhythm here and then maybe I'll write off of that. Sometimes oh. I'll just be in the car and hear a melody and w- once I go home I'll just go. Um, yeah it it all differs I I don't think I have one one um, way of approaching it right now I've been in like a writer's block because I've been trying so hard to like go in it Uh, I recently signed with uh, Easy Star Records um, in New York so we put the single through them so now I'm I'm in the middle of doing an album and I had a few songs and then after signing with the label I'm like no I want better songs now like I want to you know i want to still so i've been trying to write super hard so lately i've been on on a writer's block but yeah i have no approach to writing songs it just always just comes or if i see something that inspires me or
0: it'll just come and for your lyrics do do you were you a reader do you read a lot by any chance Or i do i hate reading i do not like
1: i do not like reading i and i never used to like writing before like High School I was a bad kid that fell all the writing felled everything and but like within the past i'd say seven eight years is when i've been really buckling down on myself um and I like writing poems now, I like writing quotes, mm-hmm. and then like I, I my songwriting has been developing a lot better since since then i i do I do read a lot of um quote books now, just little okay. passages here and there which that kind of helps inspire me throughout my days. But, um, yeah, I I never like, I, I still can't read till this. Like I can't, I would have to read the page at least two or
0: three times before I can comprehend what's going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, No, I feel you on that, man. Yeah. Yeah, Crazy. Cause for me, like I'm always, uh, I can do music, but the lyrics are always the hard part. So I'm always kind of like amazed that the people come up with good lyrics and good hooks and stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. I'm I'm good with lyrics nowadays, but melodies. I'm always I'm always having a hard time with melodies for some reason.
0: Interesting. Or I'm
1: like singing something and then I think to myself, I'm like, I heard this before. What song is this? Oh. I know there's a song, you know, like you hear a chord progression and automatically you already automatically sing what's
0: a song that yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get like that all the time.
0: Well, I hope you are able to finish the the album. I mean I know that it'll come to you over time. You just got to <laughs> get out yeah, of the house maybe because you've just been yeah. locked up in there for how long? <laughs> for real, for real. So are there any plans of uh, kind of going back or have you even been talking about? Because I know like some states are opening up and it's uh, it's one of these things. It's like, do you want to brave the and risk the outside world? <laughs> yeah, and go out there and yeah. stuff like that. But you're a pretty young guy. So you, you know, who knows? But I know that, you know certain states are allowing concerts and stuff to kind of come up but or are you just going to kind of hunker down like um like i know jake is not leaving till next year i mean he's talking about next year kind of stuff but yeah um, not going anywhere for a while i'm hoping i'm trying to plan to
1: finish the album early next year hopefully in spring and then maybe right after that try and tour and then try and tour around that if everything opens up Maybe try and get on the road, even just getting up to the States and doing just like two weekends or something, just something small to know that, Hey, we're st- everybody. We're still here guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, that's actually not a bad time frame when you think about it.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to spend the holidays at home. It's been I, for musicians, even though we're having a hard time, I'm sure like this has been a, a, an amazing time at the same time because we all leave for so long and we've been home pretty much the whole year with our family spending all of this time so i'm sure all of all the musicians are going to be hitting it hard as soon as
0: oh yeah as it uh, no doubt man. Up. <laughs> and I, I would like to hope and think that a lot of the musicians like yourselves have been working on material because you know they're at home and they can kind of think they're not on the road and so busy and stuff like that yeah that um they can come up with some new music because that's going to be great you know if that all can happen
1: yeah we i'm I wanna, i'm just like trying to get music out as soon as possible i'm like we need music during this time just to just to pass the time over like every every week i'm like so excited to hear new music i'm just like oh Ooh. yes another
0: band's putting out music another yeah, band. yeah 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 any plans to come over to oahu uh but uh, during the pandemic or are you just gonna by the way is there <laughs> even a restriction like can you just fly inner island now i don't even know i'm not too sure
1: i i've been seeing a lot of friends that they just went over and and they went through i guess they did some like pre-testing or oh, pre sign some pre-testing. forms and all of that stuff yeah i'm not too sure never really looked into it i'm just like i'm just gonna stay home concentrate on what i need to i have a lot of projects uh, on the side away from this stuff as well a producing project so i'm like just trying to buckle down and get all of these oh. done before before things get over <laughs>
0: so for the recording do you you must if you're doing producing you're, you probably have a setup in your house right yeah just a small
1: just my laptop some uh some krks and yamaha's and then a midi controller and a small little interface um i make all my pre-production here and then Lueca Longa kit who's oh, yeah. one of my really 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 good friends he has a studio that's 5 minutes away from me so wow i uh, I'm there like every other weekend at times borrowing the studio, recording, recording all the live stuff, or if I have the artists come in, I'll record all the vocals there. Other That's than awesome. that, I do all my stuff here for myself. and then, like I said, I hit linked up with a Jamaican uh, producer by Philip McFarlane, and I just now this new album and this new single, I just did the vocals here, and all the music was done in Jamaica. So I did, I pretty much did wow. nothing but but muse uh, vocals.
0: And is that a Neumann you got there? Uh yes. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, so everybody who's not a a, a nerd or whatever. Yeah, so th- just what what Star has sitting in front of him right there is enough to record a whole album. <laughs> and what what I always tell people is that you know, it's really the music, you know that's going to make the the al- I mean, you when people would talk about, oh, I got to go to this studio or I got to do this or it has to be this quality or whatever. Think about what Elvis recorded on. (laughs) Back in the day, for real. Yeah, I mean, it's not even, it's not even one tenth of what you can get out of your MacBook. And yet, why do people still listen (laughs) to it to this day? It's because the songs are good and it brought certain emotions out of people, right? So if, if you're an aspiring musician or if you want to get your music out there i mean there's no reason in this day and age why you can't just do something from home it may not be the finished product but it can get a taste of what's out there to your fans or your followers or whatever like there's yes totally every single every
1: single step album from 2011 till till this single i've done in my bedroom um from drums to the bass to everything vocals like I'm sure there's some songs you could probably hear a kokki frog or a 500 of them <laughs> in in the back <laughs> you know what I mean but yeah. yeah everything was done here I sent it off to a friend in Vegas um rough uh rough boys in Vegas who does all my mixing and mastering and yeah we just go from there it it's right right in front of you everything's in front of you nowadays
0: yeah and how did you th- so like okay cuz I've thought about this too like oh why don't I collaborate with musicians from other places and all that kind of stuff but i don't even know how i would i would hook up or how so how did you meet these jamaican guys was it just like an online you just like what they did and message them or whatever yeah pretty much so
1: um i came across their music one day i enjoyed it listened to it listened to it and you know it always just be in the comment section like oh nice song Uh blah, blah and then um we were doing our last album that we released in march of 2019 I had a few feature, uh, featured artists in mind for a certain song and two of them couldn't make it. So I'm like, okay, I need more. So I approached them and they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll love to do it. Send it to them. They gave it back within like two, three weeks. And from then on, it was just history. We kind of just stayed in touch. The, the producer who's a keyboard player of a, the band, the band's name is earth cry. Um, yeah. They're from Jam- Kingston, Jamaica, the keyboard player we would stay in touch and he produces all of their music so i approached him and said i had a song that i wanted to record and if he was willing to you know help me out on on the stuff we worked out a budget got it done i sent him a piano skank and a scratch vocal and it came back he, and it came back and he had a lot of um a lot of well known musicians in jamaica um from the band there's a guy named of chronics from jamaica um who's really popular his guitar player was on it he i believe chronics um yeah he's just super big buju bantan um his drummer was on it oh wow and there was just like a whole collective of like well well-known musicians playing on the track they did all my background vocals everything it was it was amazing oh,
0: that but is- it's it's
1: technology nowadays with the social media stuff we can we can make anything happen yeah just with just with a dm it's a
0: dm away yeah you know <laughs> how do you think because there's a band that i like called them um, scary pockets and they're they're basically like a, a they do funk music but they take covers and they, they funk them up and stuff like that and um they're on youtube a lot and so i follow the guys on instagram and one time i just messaged one of the dudes like Hey, how did you shoot that? Cause I was thinking we, maybe we could kind of set up when we do high sessions, kind of similar. And he wrote back, well, I'm, I'm using this camera and I'm, da, 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 yeah. da. Like, Oh shoot. Yeah. Hey, thanks. So I just thanked him for it. But yeah. yeah. You, and I think about it, people are pretty accessible nowadays, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Even like doing this, we, this whole,
1: this whole single stay was done through basically email, WhatsApp and Dropbox. <laughs> like ah. like it, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's amazing, right? Right now, the connections we can make, and that's how people. A lot of people are blowing up too. So that's why I believe some people, like how you're saying in the beginning, some people think it's like an easy road, yeah. Because with right. social media and all that, people are like blowing up like this, like it's right, like right, super right. crazy. While other other people or like people over here, we're like putting in the work, right, right, trying, right, right, right.
0: Trying, trying to get heard and known. Well, I think that's the key to longevity. You know, I mean, when you have fans totally. like that. Uh, they, they, yeah, they get invested into what you're doing. And uh, have you guys ever done like a, a go, not GoFundMe, but a Kickstarter or a, you know? Yeah, TV? we
1: tried a Kickstarter. We missed it by just like, like some hairs. Oh but, Jesus! Uh, yeah. So of course everything goes back. And then right after that, it made us really like, okay, we got to buckle down. We got to do what we have to do. And we basically started printing our own um, T-shirts. And oh, then that's- we ended up making like smoke meat in Kyokaha and in just <laughs> selling smoke meat on the side you know like we, we tried everything we can to fundraise to help us raise money so we can make it to the states like we we try we worked very hard and that's what that's all that's all it is
0: well man i'm telling you i admire that a lot and um uh, <laughs> yeah. th- those of you listening for uh for us when you join our patreon you're supporting our show in in that way. And and that's our way of printing shirts and and all that kind of stuff. So so we appreciate that for you. But um, okay. So Star, this is our our main question we ask all of our guests. And it is, uh, if you were stranded on a desert island and you could only bring three albums with you to listen for the rest of eternity, what would would the three albums be? And they can't be best of albums. So you can't Mm. say legend because that was mine but that's a that's the best stuff so i had to (laughs) to pick a a bob marley uh so i took uprising but anyway so if you had three what would they be okay
1: so i'm not too familiar with a lot of album names but on the road if you you can't think of it artist name is is the artist yeah Yeah, yeah. on the road every time we're on the road i always listen to uh call crater boys and brother is when i'm missing home like those two are like my always my go-tos all the time always makes me feel home it's always relaxing um and then jacob miller a jacob miller album jacob miller if no one knows he goes by the name of jacob jacob the killer miller and he's one of my biggest inspirations in reggae music right nice. and he was the lead singer of uh in a circle when they were big oh. back in the days so yeah, he's okay. that's like the first reggae artist i've heard be, before bob marley that made me go i want to do music and oh, I wanna do it like this guy, besides all the local people. Um, so a cow creative boys a brother is a Jacob Miller for sure, a Bob Marley album, and I'll have to say probably da- Let me let me think. I would say Damon Marley's newest release that he just um did. I think right. those are yeah. Not too much on the album names. I I'm always a I'm always a song picker, that's why.
0: Well, well, nowadays, I, I mean, that's how it is, right? I mean, people don't even buy yeah. full albums anymore. So even like um, with our show, we've been releasing music and I just put random songs on every... I, I release them as albums, but I just put random songs because it's like no one's going to buy the whole album anyway. They're just going to pick their songs that they like yeah. and... That's it, always so. a,
1: that's that's like the ultimatum nowadays is like do we want to do singles do we want to put in an album is it worth it to put out an EP right it's like, uh, well uh and vinyls coming back so vinyls ah. making its way back right now in, in the reggae scene like going up into the states like vinyl is very big selling merchandise really
0: oh yeah it's,
1: it's really big up in the states like it's it's really crazy. Huh. I, I did. I did um, merch for a band from the UK that we toured with called The Skins, and they're like, uh, they're like, here, we'll just give you like six vinyls to sell. No one's gonna buy. I think I ended up selling like thirty vinyls just that night. I think the capacity was like eight hundred people, but I ended up selling like thirty vinyls. They're like, what the hell? I'm like, wow, oh, vinyls. It's what, crazy. What do you sell those vinyls
0: for? Like, what is the cost? Twenty
1: five. Twenty five. And what is twenty it? to 20 do You
0: know what it costs them to press them?
1: Oh, you know, I used to because we were gonna press, but it's it's quite expensive for just I think they only do it by like I think like two fifty and five hundred.
0: Yeah, because I, I you know CDs are like a dollar a CD, right? To press, yeah. Right. And so I would imagine vinyl is more expensive because the the, the vinyl is actually a more expensive material than C D. Yeah, you know. I just saw someone
1: in um Oahu, I believe they're like distributing. Vinyl stuff. I believe Licko Jordy just released a seven-inch on one of his songs through vinyl through a guy through a company in Oahu, I believe. Huh. Gotta try and look that up. But yeah, I'm like, oh wow. And then I have a I have a friend that just did 200 copies on a seven-inch as well. So I'm like, I need to get I need to get my hands on these. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I love vinyl. I was a
0: vinyl collector at one point, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, my uh, partner in, in the High session show, Dave, is, is like hooked on vinyl. He just says, oh, it just sounds better. And he just sits there in his living room and puts on the, the vinyl and he'll listen oh. to uh, old James <laughs> Taylor records and stuff like that. And,
1: huh. <clears throat> I remember my kids, I'm like, what is that? I'm like, right here, you have to put it on the needle yeah, yeah, softly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I love vinyl. Huh, okay. And uh, so, and you guys run your own YouTube channel, right? Yeah, so I I basically run pretty much all the uh, yeah. the social media stuff. Um, I do have a graphic guy, uh, Eddie Lopez of Roots Creative, um, in California that that does all my website designs. But other everything else, yeah, I run every everything else. It's a it's like a full time job. It's like yep. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> people
0: people don't realize that, uh, especially when you're you're a, a indie band, if I can put it that way, you know not a big record label when you do everything yourself it's like all the website stuff, the promotional stuff and yeah you people see you on stage and they see the performance part and but they don't see the rehearsals and the writing and the the tracking and going to the studio and talking about oh you know there's that one one horn hit that I don't like and is it is it worth bringing the guys back just for that one horn <laughs> hit. And so all these things that all the time of your life that it takes, and then it's all, you know, people just see that finished, uh, yeah. finished product, you know?
1: Yeah, that's how it is. Every time we're, like, traveling to the States, it's like we got to drive, like, between four to eight, sometimes 15 hours between, yeah. <laughs> between shows. And then then it's, like, major load in So, like, we have to be there, like, two in the afternoon to load in. You set up, sound check. And we're like coming back, everybody's like, oh, it must have been fun. Oh, you guys did this. And we're like, we literally have like two or three hours of fun, which is performing on stage, selling merchandise. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. after that, we're like on the road again. Like it, it's fun for Although, us, but it's not what people think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I don't want to totally discount it because – to be honest, it's way more interesting than my desk job where I go to people <laughs> and, you know, maybe, maybe I walk over to the lunch room at lunch and talk story with people. Make or some whatever. copies. <laughs> yeah, when you're driving cross country, you're in the car and you guys are talking story and you know you know whatever. So it is kind of it is kind of fun. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yes. But it's work. It's, it's not. Yeah. Completely just, just fun. Yeah. Which some people, people think
1: it's like a rock star
0: life. That's yeah, what yeah, other yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and i've been put up in some hotels it man i was like boy i'm pretty i'm gonna put the double lock on this door yeah because it's pretty shady out here you know kind of thing
1: yeah we've been we've been through a lot of places i it was like i've been we stayed at a friend's house because we always we always um like whenever we travel we put on like our our facebook and stuff like if anybody was willing to you know house us because hotels are stuff and we had a friend who's from hilo live he lived in oakland somewhere and he, after the show, he drove us to his house and it was like a real small house. It looks like a studio, one bedroom. And it was like in the ghettos and we we're like, oh man. So we're like locking all our doors. We get in. He was like, okay guys, I'm going to go to the bar and drink. Just do not step out of this door. Keep the door locked as much as possible. Leave the lights off. It's like three in the morning. We're all like, why? He's like, "Bro, you guys are in the ghettos right now. Just, just stay low. You guys will be fine. We're all like freaking out in the house. Like, oh man yeah yeah it's
0: crazy that's work but you come home with some stories like that (laughs) I remember we were driving um I was in Whittier or something driving back to I don't know where I was we were coming Whittier's up north we were coming back down south and I was on the freeway and Herb had his ukulele in the in the back we had this like a hatchback thing or whatever and then the door came kind of ajar you know on the freeway and Herb is like oh pull over pull over i want to you know i don't want my i don't want to hit a bump and my ukulele falls out of the car i'm like right ukulele's not gonna fall out of the car the, the whole thing gotta you know you gotta, all, yeah. everything panicking. gotta move. yeah it's not panicking about the ukulele i'm like dude i am not pulling over at 2 a.m in the middle of nowhere california i don't know where we are you know i'm not getting off this off-ramp unless i know where we are yeah. i'm like you can crawl why don't you just crawl you know into the bag in the back. and grab it you know like we're having that argument in the clock. i didn't
1: have it i i remember seeing on some long drives like the stuff there's signs that says don't pull over because there's like a prison somewhere in like that oh. area so <laughs> there's signs like do not pull over for like the next three miles it's just like
0: oh crazy yeah 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 it's nuts so yeah that's that's kind of the exciting part of touring i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> <to make sense. laughs> all right man well a hey, hey, star it, it's cool like i well, I've met you in person, apparently, because we did that yeah. together at the Navi law. Yeah,
1: it was crazy. That's why when they told me about doing this, I was like, oh, this is like a full circle thing. It was yeah. like, yeah, it's really nice. Two Year 2000.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Well, if you ever find yourself uh, coming to Oahu, we'd love to to have you on the show and do some music stuff together. Yes, uh, for sure. Or whatever, but um, we just appreciate you coming on the podcast. When they, I'm a, I'm just surprised people are willing to come on to our podcast. Our podcast but you know I we started off this uh podcast I did a soliloquy on what the podcast is about and it's really at this point in my life I just want to see local artists do well you know like yeah I I had my we we had our time and I'm not doing it full-time anymore but if I can just be involved like I I love seeing the step out touring and, and Anuhea and just the fact that you know we get a few minutes with them it's just fun for the whole crew you know so yeah uh, we really appreciate you guys yeah being a i was pretty stoked
1: i've been following the high sessions for a hot minute too from when you guys were doing the live stuff the oh yeah um yeah so I've, I've been following it for a while so when my pr hit me about it i was pretty stoked and pretty excited to jump on then i had to go back and like i'm like okay hey, what do i expect here I need to go watch all the other <laughs> podcasts and <laughs> <laughs> like oh. I've been like doing so much interviews and stuff like with like people all over the world just from this single that my PR is hooking up. So I'm like, Oh man, I'm like, finally I get some, something homegrown now. I, I haven't, I'm not, I haven't done any local interviews, I think. And so I did like London stuff I did New wow. Zealand things, a lot of mainland ones, but I'm like, I, I haven't done a local, a local interview of any sort. So my PR hit, I was like, Oh yes, finally. Okay. Now let's see what like, Okay. Now I'm a little nervous. Now let's see what goes on here. Let's see. What, <laughs> I, I watched like a bunch of podcasts before this. I was like, Oh, nice. It's well, just thanks, chill th- talk stories. Th- th- yeah. Thanks
0: for still agreeing to come on. Yeah. Watching the other podcasts. <laughs> Boy, uh, you know, it, it was never something that I said, you know, when we started this thing it's like, Oh, I just want to f- have my friends over and you know, drink some, some, uh, soda. I'm a soda guy. <laughs> Eat some food. And then, make some music Bugs videos, start, you know, it wasn't like, oh, oh we're yeah, a po- podcast and stuff like that. So, um, the fact that I'm doing this and you, it's one of these things, yeah, you never know where life is going to take you, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, I love it. It's a high
0: session to come a long way. So, a big fan of the of the show, definitely. Thanks, man. Well, okay, well, we'll let you go. I, I'm, I'm cutting it a little short only because uh, we didn't have Devin and we didn't have Kyle here. So, you know, we're yeah, missing no worries. their input. Uh, like I said, Devin, <laughs> had a appointment that he, he got screwed up because we're doing this at a later time in the day than we normally shoot this. So I guess yeah. he, he was thinking the old time and he booked something and a cow got stuck at a meeting. Yeah, I I'm ago. being
1: Mr. Mom nowadays, so
0: Oh it,
1: it's it's a little the times the times are the times
0: are a little crazy here and there. Well you're a good man. Uh, it takes <laughs> It takes a lot of, and i give anybody who watches kids credit because it takes a lot of, especially <laughs> at, at your kids age you know a, yeah a lot of and
1: especially with like this um this distance learning, thingy. Yeah, this distance oh, yeah. learning thing is, it's drives a lot of drives a lot of us
0: crazy it's been driving me crazy yeah <laughs> although i gotta say my son so i have two kids i have a daughter and a, and a son my daughter is in the sixth grade so she's she's got a lot of work they give her a lot of work over there and it's hard because i have to then help her but i don't i don't even know what some of it is you know like like i feel you i don't i don't remember learning this you know (laughs) yeah but but the boy i don't know what's going on with his class but half the time he's on break i feel like like oh i'm on break right now like yeah
1: they're like five minute five minute break i'm like you guys don't ever have breaks in schools let's just
0: yeah Let's like, just is run it. it. Uh, what? Nine o'clock? 10 o'clock? <laughs> nine, 11 o'clock? Yeah. Super long break because it's a long lunch and stuff. It's like, wow. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. Well, the Hilo rain's about to come down.
0: Nice. <laughs> well, hopefully one day we'll make it out. I'll make it out there again. Um, we all have, because Devin is from the Big Island. Oh, and nice. And Kyle, I think has family in, in Hilo and then my dad is from Hilo. So uh, we all have Hilo connections in our own <laughs> Nice. Yeah, Yo, you gotta get this place open. Eat, then come down. Eat, eat little lunch shop. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's, yeah man. I miss. that. that's the one thing I miss about traveling is just the food. Jeez. The food. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's the best part. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll have the link to the the single below, and we'll try to promote you as best we can. But we just appreciate it. And, yeah, I'll be in touch so we can have you. Because I yeah. know like when your your PR person called, they're like, "Oh, do you want to bring his guitar?" And I'm like oh, you know, right now we're just doing Zoom kind of stuff, and I'm like, but I, I would love to jam, like, uh, impromptu <laughs> kind of thing uh, next time so, so next year when things open up and you have your album ready, come to when you're on the Who? let's do a podcast and then we'll, we'll yes. do a little jam session at the end.
1: Okay, for sure, let's yeah, let's do that.
0: And that'll be full circle right?
1: Yeah, that would that like, from 2000 <laughs> we're almost there then, we're almost 21 there. 21 years
0: later okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for having me though very yeah, much thanks star appreciate it man have a good evening yes. and um i'm gonna text you because i want to get you a t-shirt so all oh, right please size and address so right yeah this.
1: for sure hit me up
0: okay thanks right, everybody guys. have a good Hello. uh have a good rest of the week and we'll talk to you later Bye. all right